grateful this morning, Lord God, for so many things, Lord God. And you have brought us from a mighty long ways, Lord God. And we thank you, Lord God, that you bless us, Lord God, to see another day that you have made. For this is the day that the Lord has made, and we will rejoice and be glad in it, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God, for your grace and your mercy, Lord God, and your love and kindness, Heavenly Father. And we thank you, Lord God, for our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We thank you, Lord Jesus, for the precious blood that you shed for us on Calvary. There's no greater love than yours. And we are grateful and thankful this morning, Lord God, to have our service this morning, Lord God. And we thank you for each and every one, Lord God, that's gathered here this morning, Lord God, in the name of Jesus, Heavenly Father. And we thank you, Lord God, for those, Lord God, that's on the way that will join us later, Heavenly Father, Lord God. And we ask you, Lord God, continue to bless each and every one, Lord God. You know our ups and you know our downs, Lord God. You know our coming homes and our going outs, Lord God. And we thank you, Lord God, that you're always there by our side, never leaving us nor forsaking us, Lord God. And we thank you, Lord God, that you meet the needs of all your people, Heavenly Father, Lord God. And we thank you, Lord God, this morning, Lord God, for healing, Lord God. We thank you for deliverance, Lord God. We thank you for salvation, for the day is the day of salvation, Heavenly Father, Lord God. And we thank you, Lord God, for renewing our strength, Heavenly Father, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God, for clothing us in our right mind, Lord God. And thank you, Lord God, for Lord God. If we able to breathe and speak your holy name, that we able to praise you. Morning. We're so thankful, Lord God, that you rose us up this morning, Lord God. And you gave us this morning to give up, get up, Lord God. You gave us strength this morning to get up, Lord God. And we thankful and grateful, Lord God, for all that you've done for us, Lord God, already this day, Heavenly Father, Lord God. And we pray, Lord God, that you move by your supernatural spirit in this church service. We thank you for the Holy Spirit this morning. We thank you for the Holy Spirit's presence among us this morning. And we pray that the Holy Spirit, Lord God, will move as his will, Lord God. That the Holy Spirit, Lord God, is free to move as his will, as he will, Lord God. That the Holy Spirit will reign in this service, Heavenly Father, Lord God. And we won't leave the same way we came, Heavenly Father. And we thank you for the word that's going to go forth and the power and demonstration by the Holy Spirit. We thank you for your powerful holy word. But we know that your word is true, that your word is righteous, that your word is holy, Lord God. And we can stand on your word, Lord God, and live our lives according to your will, Lord God, and according to your word, Lord God. And your word says, Lord God, that those who love us, love you, is the one who obey your commands, Heavenly Father. So we obey your command, Heavenly Father, Lord God, each and every day. And we thank you for the one that's going to bring the message this morning. We thank you, Lord God, for our Reverend Robinson, Lord God. And we thank you, Lord God, for your powerful anointing upon him, Lord God. And we thank you, Lord God, that when he opened his mouth, that you will fill it, Lord God. And the word, Lord God, would just flow out of him, Lord God. That the word, Lord God, will flow out of him, Lord God, like a river, Heavenly Father, Lord God. And we thank you, Lord God, for everything that he teaches, Lord God. And we also want to thank you for our own Pastor Frazier, Lord God, and all that she does and all the excellent work that she does in the name of the Lord. And we ask you, Lord God, continue to bless our pastor, Lord God, each and every day, continue to watch over her and keep her safe, Lord God, and meet every need that she has. And we thank you, Lord God, for keeping each and every one that's on this line, keeping us and our family safe, Lord God. We thank you for your hedge protection around us, God, and no weapon formed against us shall prosper, Heavenly Father, Lord God. And we thank you for our health and our strength this morning, Heavenly Father, Lord God. And we thank you, Lord God, and we pray, Heavenly Father, Lord God, that you would use us in a way that you see fit in our lives, Heavenly Father. 
and we surrender all to you, Lord God, and ask you to have your way this morning in the name of Jesus Christ, Heavenly Father. And bless the Lord, O oh, my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name, for he is more than worthy to be praised and greatly to be praised. He is King of kings and Lord of lords. There's none greater than you, Lord. None behind you, none above you, because you are God and God all alone. And we praise your holy name. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for what you did for us on Calvary. And we give the praise and honor and glory this morning in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. This works this morning. Let's see. Can everybody hear? Can hear? Is it on? Yeah, you can't hear, Pastor. Everybody shaking their head, yes, Pastor. Bell, can you hear it too? Okay. Yeah, my God is awesome. Listen, touch 
Okay, so what I'm going to do is, uh, I don't know why, uh, Pastor, you can't hear it, and I'm asking everybody, and they're shaking their head, they can hear it, but uh, what we was playing is, uh, my God is awesome, so uh, we, if everybody can't hear it, I don't want to continue to play, uh, play it, but that's what the song is, my God is awesome, Charles Jenkins, so uh, I don't know what else to do there, Pastor, so... Uh, should we continue or what? Hello, Pastor. Oh, I think something's going on with her thing. So we're going to continue. Okay, we're going to cut it, Pastor. Okay, Pastor, we cut it. Go ahead. Okay, we cut it off, Pastor. So you can go ahead. Or do you want to uh, start? What do you want to do next? Pastor, can you hear me? I don't think she can hear anything. Oh, uh-oh. Okay, let me uh, uh, let me see what's going on. Sorry, folks, bear with us. Pastor, can you hear anything? Oh yeah, that's what it is. She can't hear anything right now. So bear with us for a second until she gets that together. Okay, I think she's trying to restart it. You know, the enemy be trying to stop everything. The enemy just be working and don't want us to do our church service. But uh, we got news for the enemy. Nothing stops us. Nothing stops us. Can you hear us now, Pastor? Nope, she still can't hear us. But we're not going to let that stop us. Okay. All right. So let's see here. It's a way to text her and let her know. Pastor. Oh, okay. uh, 
So I'm just going to send her a chat. Her volume thing is on. It, I don't see it cut off on the little, little red know. mark. It, it's something going on with her thing. Okay, so she sent me a message. Let me see here. And uh, let me just message her back that we're going to get started. Okay. So I'm going to tell her to restart and then we're going to get started. Okay. All right. Okay, folks. So I don't know what's going on. We can hear you. Can you hear us, Pastor? Okay. So I just told her to restart, folks, and uh, boy, the enemy show is working this morning. I'll tell you. Yeah, and she can't. Want to text her to try to do her volume? Go ahead and send her a text because I got too many things uh, going on right now. I got my tablet and everything okay, going I'm on. Right so send her I'm a text. text. Her right now. Okay. Can you hear us now? But I can't hear you. You still can't hear us? Okay. Can you hear me, Pastor? No, she just uh, logged off because it said that I am the host now. But uh, she's going to log back in. And if we can't, if she uh, can't hear us, unfortunately, we we still have to have service. So we're going to start. So let's give her a second to log back in. Okay. Now, can you hear us, Pastor? Yes, yes. I have to go all the way out and come back to that because whatever that phone call did, it just, I messed everything. But praise God, you all look like you're enjoying what you heard. <laughs> they stuck around. They stuck around. We, we're trying to keep her. Thank you. <laughs> so we did the music, Pastor. I apologize. Now, that's a new one. I haven't had that one happen before. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, we thank God for whatever, who 
whatever our music was. Could you tell me what it was? <laughs> uh, it's uh, My God is Awesome by uh, Pastor uh, uh, Charles Jenkins. Absolutely, and he is awesome. And so I just thank God for all of you this morning. Uh, this is uh, all experimental, these technical things, but we're working on uh, perfecting it, and we just... Uh, ask you to bear with us, and we're going to hear from Reverend Robeson this morning. But I want to take this opportunity before we uh, turn the service over to him to let you all know that we pray every night at 7 p.m., and we have been doing this uh, for as long as we, pretty much as long as we've been in uh, this pandemic and quarantined and out of quarantined and so on and so forth. And so I'm inviting anybody who would like to join us in prayer at 7 p.m. in the evening uh, to please send us your information or email or your, uh, actually your, um, your phone number so that we can send you the invitation. Uh, and I'm appealing to my membership that we really need to keep praying. And I don't want to put a damper on the service, but we need to keep praying. That's what I really want to uh, emphasize. Uh, God is moving, but we need to be faithful in our prayer stand right now because we are experiencing something that has, as, as I said earlier, never occurred in my lifetime, and I'm the senior here, and uh, we just need to pray, because that's what's going to change the situation. Nothing else is going to change this. No laws, although we need to obey the laws of the land, and as Reverend Robeson was saying, he decided not to go to the park. He was going to do his sermon in the park, but he had to have face cover. And we want to be obedient to that. So uh, I'm inviting you to join us for prayer at 7 p.m. And if you need your information, we'll be happy to send you the notice so that you can join us. And for our members, I'm hoping that you will join us so that we can continue to be obedient to God and do what he says, humble ourselves and pray. So with that said, I'm going to turn the service over to our Reverend Roberson, who will bring us the message this morning. Amen. Amen. So I'm glad that everybody uh, uh, stuck in there while we were having our technical difficulties. And I'm just glad to see everybody this morning. And, uh, you know, the enemy, I'm telling you, the enemy is hard at work right now. And we got to be aware. The enemy is just doing things right now that if we're not paying attention, he'll get away with it. He'll get away with it. And it's time to put a stop to it. It's time to pay attention what the enemy is doing today. He's trying to uh, uh, corrupt and interrupt, and, and he's even trying to interrupt the services. You know, it's already bad that we can't gather in, in a building, but now it's being interrupted any type of way it can. So today I just want to say, uh, we're, we're coming out of, uh, I need you to open your Bibles to Nehemiah chapter 4. We're working out of Nehemiah chapter 4 this morning. But before I go there, I just want to say, Father God, 
I thank you. I thank you for this worship and glory that we're allowed to have on this Zoom service, Father God. I thank you for putting the words in my mouth, Father God, that needs to be heard, Father God. Father God, I just want to say my heart, but your spirit, my eyes, but your sight, my mouth, but your words, Father God. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. So this morning, I want to talk a, a, a little bit about something that's been going on. So it, it's the opposition through mockery. So the opposition through mockery, because see, it, it's we have a lot of haters. We all have haters, you know, and it was haters in the Bible a long, long time ago. Hating been going on since biblical days. So the reason why I chose this, let's go to Nehemiah 4, chapter 1. It says, now Sanballat, hearing that we were building the wall, was very angry, and in his wrath he made sport of the Jews. And in the hearing of his countrymen and the army of Samaria, he said, What are these feeble Jews doing? Would they make themselves strong? Would they make offerings? Would they get the work done in a day? Would they make the stone which has been burnt come again out of the dust now Tobias the Ammonite was by him and he said such is their building that if such is their building that if a fox goes up it the stone wall will be broken down these two guys were what we call today haters these two guys seen somebody doing something and they decided that, hey, whatever they're doing, we, we don't like it. We're going to hate on it. But we got to go back a little bit to understand the whole thing. So I want to take you back to uh, uh, Nehemiah 1. So we're talking about Nehemiah. Nehemiah was a cupbearer. And for those who don't know what a cupbearer is, what a cupbearer did was he would taste the king's wine and he would taste the king's food to make sure that it wasn't poison. So a cupbearer, I don't know if uh, y'all want to fill out an application for that job, but that was the job of a cupbearer back in the day. They would taste the king's food, they would drink the king's wine, they would make sure it wasn't poison before it gave to the king. But see, a lot of people wouldn't want that job, but back in the day, that was a very prestigious job. You had to be very well trusted. So the king would pick a, a person who had a good rapport. The king would pick a person that, that was just good among the people so they wouldn't try to poison them in the first place. But a cupbearer was a prestigious but very dangerous job. And Nehemiah was very good at it. And Nehemiah did his job with a smile. Now, I don't know if I would be tasting people wine and eating people food to make sure it wasn't poison and smiling at the same time. But one time, the king noticed. Nehemiah was uh, under a king, and I'm sorry, I had to write the name down because the names are kind of hard. But at that particular time, uh, Nehemiah was serving under a Persian king called Artaxerxes. So he was a Persian king, and at that time, the Persian people was not of God. They didn't believe in God. So Nehemiah did, but he was serving a godless king. Artaxes was a king from 445 to 450 B.C. 
And that's who he served under. But the thing was, his hater, Sam Ballot, also served under that king. So they wasn't like best of friends, but they were cool. And that's how it is. People be cool with you until you go to another level, and then they want to start hating on you. And that's what Sam Ballot did. He started hating because Nehemiah talked to one of his fellow people, and they said, hey, the walls in Jerusalem has been burnt down. The walls to where your father burial was has been burnt down. So we need to rebuild that wall because we have no protection. We have nothing. Back in the day, a wall was very important. So I'm going all around this because I want you to uh, uh, get this whole thing. So let's go to Nehemiah uh, 1. It says, let's see, they said to me, the small band of Jews now living there in the land are great in trouble. And I'm starting, I'm sorry, Nehemiah 1 and 3. They said to me, the small band of Jews now living there in the land are in great trouble and shame. The wall of Jerusalem has been broken and its doorways burnt down. So Nehemiah, what he did one day while he was serving the king, the king looked at him and said, uh, what's wrong? Something's wrong in your face. See, a lot of times we don't need to say words and we're still talking. So this king knew that Nehemiah always served him with a smile, but right now something was going on. And you can find all of this, what I'm saying, in uh, Nehemiah 1. So he was like, something is wrong and you're not sick. What's going on? So Nehemiah told him that, hey, the place of where my people are, the walls are burned down and they're not protecting. And if it favors you, if I have favor with the king, I'd like to go and rebuild that wall. And he had favor with the king, and the king let him go and rebuild that wall. And also, he had so much favor with the king, he sent the captains of the army with Nehemiah to go back to Jerusalem to build that wall. And Sanballat and, uh, and Tobias didn't like that. And they hated on him because people are really cool with you while you're on that same level. But when you go up a level, they don't like you no more. And see, all of a sudden, you're, you're different to them and you're a threat to them because you're doing something that they just can't do. Now, I'm going to start making sense to you now. The end of a caterpillar's life is the beginning of a butterfly. But what happens is some people that God has given that, that them, them wings to and they have took them off the ground, they still want to hang with the caterpillars. But you can no longer hang with the caterpillars when God gives you those wings. You got to move above those caterpillars. I hope y'all following me here because I'm all over the place this morning. And see, the funny thing about it is I do a sermon every other week. And so every I, I study a sermon for two weeks. But the Holy Spirit starts putting others words in my mouth because everything I'm telling you now, I don't know where it comes from. The Holy Spirit put words in my mouth. So if the Holy Spirit's putting words in my mouth, I really hope you receive them today because I am all over the place this morning. But the thing I really want to talk about is there are haters out there and we got to be aware of the haters. When you become a Christian, when you start doing things for God, things start happening. Things start happening. Now, Nehemiah wanted to go back and he wanted to build this wall for his people because his people was in great affliction. So Nehemiah needed to do this brick by brick. But what it says in four is that the haters, that the haters were saying, OK, well, how are you going to build this wall? 
So if we go to four, it, it says, uh, um, now, I'm sorry, three, it says, now Tobias the Ammonite was by him, and he said, such is this building that if a fox goes up it, their stones will be broken down. So what he's saying is, yeah, you people are building this wall, but it's not going to be strong. And the reason why we're talking about bricks right now is because he's going to build this wall brick by brick. The way you make a brick is by water and mud. So you form the brick with a little water and you form the brick with a little mud and then you have to sit it so it can harden. The longer it sits, the better that brick is to build that wall. And so the reason why I'm saying that is because we're like bricks. Sometimes we think God has given up on us. God has forgot about us. God has forsaken us because he left us out in the elements a little bit too long. Well, he left us out in those elements too long because he wants us to harden. The harder we get, because we're just not ready yet. My pastor used to always say that there, somebody put their uh, uh, thing on mute there. I can hear you. So my pastor, uh, uh, Deacon Carland, put yours on mute. My pastor used to always say that we want things in a microwave minute. We want things in a microwave minute, but see what God wants to do is he don't want to put us in a, Sister Carland, put yours on mute for me, please. Okay. So God don't want to put us in a microwave and we ready in three minutes. So he wants to put us in an oven. He wants to harden us. He wants us to get ready on all sides because we're not prepared as God's saints. See, it's different levels, different devils. So the higher we go in God's world, the higher we go, that's the higher the demons try to attack and they try to and they try to come against us. So what God wants us to do is to be strong and God wants us to continue no matter how long he done left us out in the elements because he hasn't forgot about us. He hasn't forgot about us. And that's why we got to not look to the left, not look to the right, but we got to keep our minds straight on Jesus. Straight on Jesus. And if we have done a few things in the past, it doesn't matter. These We are the ones that God needs to use. Y'all hear me all the time talk about drug addict because I was a drug addict for over 36 years. And when I went into rehab, I was already 45 going on 46. And now I'm coming up on 13 years clean. I know I just gave away my age, but that's okay. But see, God uses folks like us. And it's not the fact that, because I have some people like, oh, Rich, I've never been to jail. And yes, I never smoked crack and I never did. Okay, and that's fine and dandy. I can learn from you. But what they don't realize, they can also learn from me. And like I say, I'm all over the place. You know, if the Holy Spirit speaks to me, I hope you receive it. They tell me I never did this and I never done that. So I listen to them. I can learn from them. But they don't listen to an old crackhead like me. And they don't know what I know. So therefore, we can live on both sides of the streets, but they cannot come on ours. So God uses folks like us. I mean, let's think about it. Moses committed a murder. God used somebody who used to kill all the Christians and inflict them and incarcerate them. See, God used David and David. Y'all have to excuse me. Girls, can y'all please either sit down and listen to the sermon? Y'all want to come join I got these new babies in the house now, y'all. <laughs> they just so bugging with me. Breakfast. Make breakfast then, girls. Okay, say hi. hi. <laughs> they just have to be in there. 
But anyway, and the other one want to say hi. Okay, those are my grandbabies. And see, I'm going to tell a quick story about that. I'm going to tell a quick story. See, I when I have five kids and a bunch of grandkids. And uh, uh, my my kids, three, my boys, uh my boy's mother I have three boys by one woman she died having my third son she died he was born drove me crazy i wound up doing a lot of drugs i'm gonna make this long story short i wound up doing a lot of drugs and i really never took care of those kids i went absolutely uh i ain't gonna blame it on the drugs i'm gonna blame it on me i went absolutely out the way and so now they're grown and and they don't like me and and that's just the story. So I thought that, hey, well, I won't get a chance to raise kids. But God had a different story for me. So my wife, grandkids were kind of lost in the system. And now we have them to make a long story short. So don't think that uh, uh, if you think your plan is the only plan, then God's up there laughing because he had a plan. Because now I'm 58 going on 59 and I'm raising a nine and seven year old now. But anyway, that's way off the subject, too. But God has a plan for us. God knew that I was a good father. He just knew I got interrupted, so he gave me another chance to be a good father. So that's the moral of that story. But getting back to what I was talking about. So God, uh, God uses us, and he uses the people. Now, he uses the people who've been good all their life. But I'm going to tell you something. They message, not a message. So we have a we've been through a lot of mess and we have a message. See, I have a message and the people that I talk to are looking at me like, whoa, especially who didn't know me back then. And they're looking like, oh, well, if God can use you, then maybe he can use me because I wasn't as bad as you or I was as worse as you. So God uses the ones who's been in a mess so they can turn around and give their message. Can I get a, a amen nod shaking out there or something to let me know that I ain't way off the track here because this is not my sermon. But like my pastor told me, you have to do what the Holy Spirit do and, and tell you to do. Because I studied this for two weeks and right now, I'm not really saying what I want to say. But it's something in here that I'm supposed to be telling you folks. And, and, and I'm going to find it. And it's in uh, Nehemiah 4 and 2. And hearing... And in the hearing of his countrymen in the army of Samaria, he said, What are these feeble Jews doing? Will they make themselves strong? Will they make offerings? Will they go to work and get it done in a day? See, these people that Nehemiah had recruited to help build this wall, they was working so fast and so hard, the haters, Sam Bellin and, uh, uh, and Tobias, were saying, oh, What they doing? They... They're moving so fast they were. Do they think they're going to finish it in a day? No, they didn't think they were going to finish this wall in a day. They was just focused. They was just focused to get this done because Nehemiah was on a mission from God. The king let Nehemiah have the captain of the armies. The king gave Nehemiah letters for the people who owned the wood, the trees, so he can take all the wood he wants. He gave them he gave him uh, letters to say, okay, whatever you need, here's a letter for it. So he got permission from this godless king who didn't even believe in God to do the things that he needed to do to build this wall. But you have these haters talking about where they do it in a day. No, that wasn't the reason why they was moving and working so hard to do it in a day. 
they was working hard to get it done. They was working hard to build this wall. And also it says in there, will they make the stones which have burnt come again up to dust? So we know that the walls were burnt down and all the bricks was dust. But we have a person that's doing this because God sent him to do it. So can God turn those burnt rubble into, into bricks and stones again? Yes, he could. Yes, he could. Can he take a person like me and turn my heart and my soul and my mind over to him? Yes, he could. So God can restore a brick. God can restore your mind, your body, and your soul. That's what type of God that I serve. That's what type of God that we serve. And so let me go back before I get off the subject again, because like I say, I'm all over the place, but I'm doing what God tell me to do. This wall was built in 52 days. It wasn't built in a day. And what God did was he did restore those bricks. He gave them everything they need to build that wall. He did for them what they could not do for themselves. And that's what God does for us. Please sit down, honey. That's what God does for us. He does for us what we cannot do for ourselves. And a uh, pastor was talking about prayer. So we do do prayer Monday, Tuesday, Thursdays, and Fridays. Wednesday, we have Bible study. When we pray, we pray long. When we pray, we pray hard. We pray for people that you never met. We pray for people that we never met. So prayer is very important because at this particular time, I mean, where I work at, people are walking through there. I work at a place called Ikea. Most people know about that building. It's this big, giant building. And they let, and a lot of people can fit in that building and they think a thousand people is cool. But if all these people are piling up in one department, it is like crazy. And I'm looking at these people and they do all got on masks, but they're like this close together. They're like sardines in a can. And I'm like thinking to myself, do they not believe what's going on right now? Do they not see what's going on? Are they not watching the news and, and, and really finding out what's going on in our world today? So we need to pray for those people who are not praying for themselves. We need to pray. And not just once. We need to pray all the time we can pray. Because there's power in prayer. And that's why pastor will always ask you guys, hey, come join us in prayer. You may can't join us every day. You may can't join us because we mean to pray from 7 to 8, but we never finish before 8.30. We never finish before 8.30. Because we want to make sure we don't miss anything. Because we know that people are not out there praying, that people are acting today. They're acting like the, the children of Israel. The children of Israel. People ask me all the time, Richard, you believe in God, but why God letting this happen? No, God is not letting this happen. We are letting this happen. See, God, the children of Israel was always disobedient. And what God did was God let them do what they wanted to do. He let them have what they wanted to have. He let them have their way. And so that's why they were always in affliction. And that's why they were always in captivity because they wouldn't worship or praise God. And that's all God wants us to do. He wants a little worship. He wants us to have a little praise. See, God would give us anything he want, we want. God would give us the, the, our heart's desires. But the thing is, he only wants one thing. 
God only wants the glory. God only wants to, for you to give him the glory. He doesn't want all of this hype and all of this. See, God to God, diamonds and gold and all of that stuff don't mean nothing. It means nothing to God. If we bring a person to church, if we bring a person to God, that means a lot to him. That means more to him than diamond and gold. If we give him the glory, that means more to him than those walls and, and, and roads paved in heaven and gold. That's all he wants, you know. And, and God is like this. Don't think that you have done anything, anything that you can't repent for or God won't forgive you for. God takes care of all of his sheep. If he has 101 get lost, he will leave the 99 to go find that one. He will leave the 99 to go find that one. So all God wants us to do is to continue to worship, continue to give him praise. He said, if my people who called me by my name will humble themselves and pray that I will come down and heal the land. And that's what we need to do right now is to humble ourselves and pray. That's what we need to do. And we need to get together in prayer. We know that people pray together. <laughs> I'm sorry, I keep getting confused. I got these girls running back and forth. Please. So, <laughs> I'm sorry, folks. So God wants us to humble ourselves and pray. He doesn't want us to be like the children of Israel. He doesn't want us to be like that. See, at one time, the children of Israel asked for a king because of the surrounding nations had a king. So they was like, oh, we need a king as well. Not realizing that they already had a king. They had the king of kings. Jesus always had their back. But when you ask for something, he will give it to you. So you got to be careful of what you ask for because God will give you whatever you ask for. But make sure that's exactly what you want and make sure that's exactly what you need because you will get it. And I'm sorry, I can't get back on my subject. We're talking about haters and building the wall and building it brick by brick. Because that's what God does for us. And see, the reason why when people also tell me that, hey, I don't need to go to church I don't need to go to church because I do church at home and I do this. I hope when we get back together, we're still going to try to do the Zoom when we get back in the building. But the reason why you need to be in church when we have church is because we are just one brick. And one brick doesn't build a wall. But when you have people helping you, when you have the pastor here, the deacon here, and your church members here, then we're building ourselves brick by brick. When we have an issue of a problem, we got somebody else who have may have been through that issue or a problem. Because you can't always trust on your friends. You can't always trust in the people in your own home can also be haters. The people that's closest to you can also be haters. Because you have became that butterfly. You are no longer a caterpillar. So when you get those wings and become a butterfly, those caterpillars are still down there and they still hating on you. So if you keep going down there, they're going to drag you down too. But the thing is, when you get the wings, you have no business going back down there. Yes, sometimes you have to leave people you love. 
Sometimes you have to lead the people that's uh, 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 been crawling with you all that time, but you are no longer crawling. When God gives you the wings, then it's going to be different devils trying to pull you down. Different devils for different levels. And I'm going to tell you something for the people who think that the devil is walking around with a red jumpsuit, the pointy ears, and a tail. That ain't how the devil looked. The devil looked like one of us. The devil is looking like one of us today. See, the biggest lie that the, and the biggest trick that the devil ever had was to make us think that he doesn't exist. That's the only big trick that the devil ever had, is to make us think that he don't exist. Okay, so I done went on and I went on and, like I say, you know, uh, I had a sermon for you, but I have to speak what the Holy Spirit is telling me to speak about. And that's what I spoke about today. And I hope, I don't know who it was for, but I hope it was for somebody. But the main thing that it tells me to say once again, that the end of a caterpillar pillar is the beginning of a butterfly. It's time for us to stop crawling. It's time for us to stop letting these naysayers and these haters interrupt in our lives. It's time to move forward and do the things that God wants us to do. And if you think, and if you think that God has left you in the elements, he hasn't left you. He hasn't left you. He's leaving you out there to bake. He's leaving you out there to get stronger because that's what happens to a brick after you put it in the water and the mud and form it. The longer it sits in the elements, the stronger it gets. Do not give up on God because he has not gave up on you. Can I get an amen? All right, Pastor, I'm going to turn it back over to you. So we thank God for the message this morning. And if you want to hear more about Nehemiah and what God had him doing and how he had to be persecuted by his haters and they tried to trap him, well, you can join us on Wednesday evening because that's our Bible study night. And we are in the book of Nehemiah. We're studying that book. So I thought it was wonderful that God spoke to Reverend Robeson this morning uh, regarding Amaya because it just adds to what we're doing in Bible study. And we always know that the enemy is not happy about us serving God. He is not happy at all. We once worshiped and praised him before we received Jesus Christ in our lives. And so now he doesn't get our time, he doesn't get our attention, he can't use us to go after people anymore and, and use substances and do whatever we were doing. And I don't care if you been if you say you've been saved all your life, for real, you really haven't. Because a lot of us depend upon our parents. Our parents raised us at church. Our parents had us baptized when we were babies. And our parents did this and that. But let me inform you that the Word of God says that we have to accept Christ for ourselves in order to get to heaven. And the Word of God says that if we confess the Lord Jesus with our mouth and believe, 